1: Get that out of here.
0: Rock the Shaguar. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson
1: back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover. Cortez. Pivots in the paint, he'll shoot from
0: there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show with Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry.
2: The World Series in 2022. So, but I know where you're going with that.
1: No, We you- won the
3: World Series this year. Put it on record.
1: You are winning the World Series we're winning the world
2: series
0: let's go that final shot it's no good villanova is in the
3: elite eight as they beat michigan once again in san antonio 63 to 55 the final score and on their march to return to the final four houston has deposed of a number one seed The Houston Cougars have knocked off the top-seeded Wildcats of Arizona, 72-60. And the run for Coach K continues. He's
1: not done yet. Duke 78, Texas Tech 73, the Blue Devils will play on, Salas will inbound into them hard, there's the horn, it's over, number one is done, Arkansas storms from eight down to win it, they knock out the top seed Gonzaga, 74-68 the final score. We believed, you know, nobody else did, we read everything,
0: I'm telling you, we put it up on our screen, every single meal, thank you to everybody that said we had
1: No chance. Eric Musselman's a piece of work, man. Uh, He's my least
4: uh, favorite guy in the tournament right now.
1: We got the Eric Musselman-Mike Krzyzewski matchup coming up in the Elite Eight. Jeez. Come on, Coach K. Musselman might knock Coach K out, end his career, then take off his shirt and run around the court. He might do that. I was really expecting uh,
4: Eric Musselman, the way he was uh, acting after the game, to run and do like the NWO uh, chop at uh, Mark Few after that game.
1: (laughs) The dunk last night was weak too. It was, man, and
4: you could tell they cut to the they cut to Few's face like right when it happened, and you could Mm -hmm. tell he's like, "I would like to go punch that kid in the face right now."
1: (laughs) Have some class, Arkansas. Good win. Have some class. Arkansas knocks out the Zags, Duke knocks out Tech, Nova beats Michigan, Houston beats Zona. Speaking of coaches, was Kelvin Sampson wearing sweatpants and a polo last night?
4: He had that look uh the game before as well, and I don't know if they're sweatpants or if they're like a Lululemon style dress pant. I don't that come out it down at looks the ankle. Like- I think they're sweatpants. I'm pretty sure they're sweatpants, but I don't (laughs) I can't say that for sure. I've never walked up and felt them, so
1: Somebody, Kellen or somebody has to go, Dad. Either put on some slacks (laughs) or Put on a sportier top. You can't go sweatpants and polo. He's like, hey, as soon as all rules were off for coaches
4: when the pandemic hit, I'm being comfortable <laughs> here. I'm going to sit down, waistband's going to expand. I'm going to be comfortable the whole game.
1: Sweatpants and polo. I'm pretty sure he had on sweatpants and a polo last <laughs> night. That dude can coach though, can he? That's my yeah. fa-
4: my father in law. He'll he'll rock the wind pants with a tucked in polo all the time. It's a that's what he was a wearing. That's look. what yeah. Kelvin yeah. Sampson no, I mean, was wearing. It's a wearing. solid look. Right. It's a solid look.
1: I think I think so. It could be that these are some fancy lulus that I'm unaware of. <laughs> Kelvin doesn't strike me as a lulu guy, but it could be there some. But they had like writing on them. Like the pants had like. Houston on them and stuff like usually you don't see that they look like sweatpants <laughs> just his warm up pants that he
4: wears it shoot around
1: <laughs> oh what do we got tonight we got uh Purdue St. Peters Kansas against Providence North Carolina UCLA Iowa State and Miami what do you got going this weekend by the way you got a big weekend in front you going to the lake this weekend or? going to the lake Going to the lake, Bad yeah, Attaboys, a little R and R,
4: listening to you on the deck, watching some uh, tournament out on the deck. It'll be a good weekend. Beautiful weather. Yes,
1: yes. You have like a radio, like an old timey radio there. I imagine on your front porch in a rocking uh, chair, you listen to your sports on.
4: No, I have little, uh, you know, Bluetooth monster speakers that hang up above uh-huh. on the deck. So uh-huh. <laughs> nothing, nothing old timey like that, unfortunately.
1: That's unfortunate. All right, let's talk a little OU football. Spring practice underway, and yesterday after practice, Jeff Levy, new offensive coordinator, met with the media. He was asked a series of questions about new Sooner quarterback Dylan Gabriel, and here's what he had to say.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things. One, he had had a really good eight weeks with Schmitty getting going. Um, He's... He's come prepared every single day. He's, he's bought into what we're doing offensively. And then in the first two days of practice, something he does incredibly well is this guy tacks off the ball. You know, he runs off the ball. He's incredibly competitive. He's hard on himself. And, you know, looking for him to continue to grow and be a big big part of it. Yeah, I, th- I think just making sure that he understands his potential, you know, and, and seeing how good of a football player he can be and, and just trying to realize that, you know, we're not going to compartmentalize success in any area of our life. We're going to go to class. We're going to take care of our business. We're going to be great teammates, and, and we're going to work incredibly hard to make sure we get to where we need to be. But uh, that's what it's been, and that's what we'll continue to stress. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is that he's, you know, he's three years older. You know, when I got him, he was, he was an 18-year-old kid. He was supposed to be going to prom his senior year, and instead, he's, you know, instead of being on the island, he was in Orlando, Florida, and now, you know, he's, he's lived a ton of experience. And so, what he's been through to get him to this point. You know, there's been great experience that he's had that's gotten him here, and, and there's continual growth every single day. So he's a he's a guy that wants to be coached. He wants to get better. Good's not good enough. He understands that. So he's uh, he's been a lot of fun getting back with him.
1: I'll be intrigued to see what the um, – everybody's behind Dylan Gabriel right now. Uh, everybody's excited about him. He's our guy. Does that – remain the case if he doesn't start like a house on fire you know what's the leniency and i ask it because of how last year went TG. you know last year obviously i don't need to recap it all but um there was some fan discontent with the quarterback play uh at the beginning of the season but there was a five-star number one recruit behind him now this year there is Nick Evers behind him who is uh, people are excited about but there's not he wasn't the number one player in the class so I, I don't know if Dylan Gabriel is is Dylan Gabriel going to get a little bit more leniency than Spencer Rattler if he doesn't start like gangbusters or no expectations are expectations
4: I wonder if everybody gets a little more leniency this year if it doesn't start out like a house on fire. It's a good yeah. question. It's a good question. Yeah. It's one of the questions that I have with Dylan Honey Gabriel. Period. Dylan Gabriel, I think, is a really good quarterback. I was excited when Oklahoma got him. But I also have the question in the back of my mind, is he Oklahoma good or was he UCF good? So I'm interested to see him on a on a bigger stage with a program like this. And I do think there will be a little bit more leniency because there's not a Caleb Williams sitting behind him. Um, although there's been a lot of love, you know, in the first couple of days of practice with some video of Evers and stuff and the way he throws the ball and everything. Yeah. So, um, but I, I think, yes, I I don't think we see the situation in September that we saw with Spencer Rattler with him.
1: I saw a report on Matt Corral had his pro day the other day at Ole Miss. And it was... Uh, uh, oh, not Mel Kuyper, but the other one, um, Todd McShay. Todd McShay, yeah. And he said what the scouts really wanted to see from Corral was how well he threw the deep ball, because he was mostly asked to show to throw short routes and swing passes at Ole Miss. And now I don't know if that's true or not, but I thought, oh boy, I was like, is that the Jeff? If that's the Jeff Lippmann <laughs> offense. <laughs> remember last year if I was like uh, clamoring to see the deep ball they want to see the big play play. so I don't even know if that's an accurate report by McShay I cannot tell you I watched a whole lot of Ole Miss football last year uh but it did put my radar up as if to say oh if we're doing a lot of short passing game here not that I mind whatever works works but I know that was a point of contention for some Sooner fans last year that they wanted to see the deep ball more uh no I think you're right I think there will be a honeymoon period of some length for the OU fan base with everybody on this coaching staff and team yeah and there's got to be we, I mean
4: you can't expect it to be instant so well we you hope, do you hope that it but, is <laughs> well you know what I mean
1: They're, uh, you know, across the board, we've all been through something traumatic. And I think there will be a little bit of forgiveness. Now, I don't know how much, though, you know? I mean, you go out and you lose to a team you shouldn't lose to, and that kind of stuff goes by the wayside quickly. And, uh, And they might be calling for Nick Evers on game two, but... It'll be interesting. I'm I'm eager to see the guy. I told you I saw him in person. He's bigger than I expected. Just like physically filled out. You could tell he's he's been in a weight room for a few years. He's played some college football. This isn't a this isn't a scrawny kid just walking off the you not, know, high not school field. the kid field that's or supposed anything.
4: to be at the prom on the island. Well uh, said by you. I bet uh, I bet the proms over uh, in Hawaii are big time. You think so?
1: Yeah. You think they get tired of the whole luau's and roasted pigs over there? If you have it all the time, is uh-huh. it like is it like having uh, five guys, you know, or whatever comes to your town? That's ta- a good question that... because that's why I was thinking it was big time, but maybe to the kids over there are like, man, this oh, sucks. Another luau. Right. Oh. <laughs> that's an excellent. excellent question on your part. <laughs> More pineapple? Come oh,
0: on. Oh,
1: no. Uh, let me guess. We're going to have pork and pineapple <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know good question by you they're producing some football they're producing some athletes over there <laughs> there's, no yeah. Allo, there's no doubt about that no doubt about
4: that Gee whiz
1: well it'll be interesting to see yeah, here's what could make it uncomfortable for him if he goes out and has a so-so spring game, and Nick Evers looks like Caleb Williams did last year, then we then we got rumblings, you know. There's no rumblings right now. They go out and play the spring game, and Nick Evers looks like, uh, like uh, uh Bryce Young, then yeah. people might be clamoring earlier than we feel like they are right now. And I
4: don't follow either one of them on social media, but I think. Nick Evers has the bigger social media presence, right? I know his mom does. I know she's very popular on Twitter. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, you get into a situation like that, and then everybody starts flooding to social media, and it tends to lead toward the one that has a better presence on social media. Really? I think so. Especially if mom gets involved, and everybody's like, yeah, Mama Evers, let's go. Let's get Nick on the field. Does does – Mama Evers talked trash. Yes, a big time trash. She did to Caleb Williams oh, uh, through tried. that whole process.
1: Yeah, she's a big trash Lincoln talker, too, right? There. And Lincoln didn't yeah. she talk a little? Mm-hmm. Okay, but maybe not to like to, to other players. That would be a little. That'd be like crossing the line.
4: <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like supporting her son getting the the shot if he doesn't deliver the way you're expecting.
1: What an uncomfortable situation that has to be for a kid. <laughs> If moms on social media blowing up coaches and teammates, can you imagine? Uh,
4: I think he likes it. I think I've uh, seen him like uh, say something about mom's Twitter game is strong or something. So, well,
2: he right. likes it for well, now. If it's uh, other people, so involved. far yeah, he's making. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Fun. She's yeah. she's
1: dogging people that right. play at USC. <laughs> right. <coach> at USC. <laughs> you're uh, you're saying it could happen to his own teammates. You never know. Which we have no proof of that. No, no proof of that. She may not be that way at all. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan Gabriel. It's a great name, TJ. You know that's important to me. It's a strong name. Dylan Gabriel is a great name. name.
4: Yes. Yeah.
1: Blow your horn. Dylan Gabriel. That's a strong name. You're right. That is a strong name. Are you inclined to root against him? Because he's left-handed? Because I know you hate left-handed <laughs> quarterbacks.
4: I don't hate all left-handed quarterbacks. That's uh-huh. not true. I
1: thought you did. Just Josh Heupel. Just Josh Heupel. Okay.
4: And I didn't hate Josh Heupel, the the quarterback. Did you hate Steve Young? Uh, yes, I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I okay. did a lot. <laughs> How did you feel about Brian Seip? <laughs> I really had no opinion on him I, at all. I think, no. was,
1: I think he was left-handed. I'm not sure about that. So maybe it is a left-handed thing.
4: It may, you may be onto something. The two because, no, quarterbacks no, I did not like Steve we can name back in the you day disliked
1: them both. Mm. Okay, we got Reggie Willets coming up, bottom of the hour, live. OU baseball opening a three-game series this weekend. It's the start of Big Twelve play against Baylor. We'll talk to the Sooner assistant coach, former Sooner great, former major leaguer Reggie Willets at seven thirty-five. We'll be back.
0: The T Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four wheelers, side by sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals with two locations: I thirty five at Goldsby Exit one hundred four B and I forty four at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit one hundred eight. Toby and TJ back with you this
4: hour. Brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. You've got about a week left of Terry's special. If you are if you are buying and selling a home. Planning on doing that, get with him, ask him about it because right now he'll list your home for free if you're buying and selling a home. Get the info on that 405 361 3380 or visit him online, Saxon Realty home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Yeah, go ahead. My daughter is five foot tall. Mobamba is still taller, even though we were sitting. We, were at, we are sitting. She is as the stands, and yes, she snuck in the horns down. Okay, uh, it's a picture. The daughter of, was
1: standing up. Mo Bamba was sitting down. Mo still taller than her. No, it looks like what he was
4: meaning. Uh, I think predictive test got him a little bit there. Uh, the picture looks like it's a daughter of Mo Bamba and his daughter. The daughter is sneaking and doing a horns down, which is hilarious. Um, she is, like, standing up in the stands. Like, he's down on the ground, and she's, like, several... Like, a few rows up, and he's still taller than her, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's so, large. Yeah. Uh, TJ never cheer for the uh, Raiders Texas Tech armpit of the Big 12. I wasn't. I, mean, I wasn't. I was hearing from a Tech fan uh, last night. He was texting me, talking trash because they were in the tournament and this and that, and I said, mm-hmm. uh, you're losing tonight, and I uh, like I said, it was not hard to root against them last night, even though they were playing Duke. Right. Right. Uh, good morning from beautiful Clearwater, that's Florida. That's how I
1: feel, by the way, in baseball, too. But we got all these OU people that just love Texas Tech baseball. Tim Tadlock. Well, they think uh, Tadlock's oh, going to come gosh, here. So they're like,
4: that. oh, well, Tadlock's going to come here. So we've got to be nice to him.
1: That The way you feel about Tech basketball, multiply it times 10. That's the way I feel about Tech baseball. <laughs>
4: Uh, good morning from Clearwater, Florida Good morning to you out there Good morning uh, He says for you to have a great weekend uh, Thank you The difference between how fans react to Gabriel versus Rattler Is the difference between how Riley and Venables handle the situation Lincoln was passive and moody And had quit in the, on the program by then Because of the SEC <laughs> move Brent will not let it get to that point Now I do think hmm. there is something to that
1: Okay Yeah I think Brent you will think handle Lincoln it. Lincoln handled the Rattler situation incorrectly. I think in he handled five years here at Oklahoma
4: incorrectly. <laughs> okay. I think he's a <laughs> bum and a loser and uh screwed everything up that was handed to him. All right. That's what I good. think. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh last one here must have him in the tournament bracket challenge, just says go blue devils. Or that or, or that, that they're, or they're a Duke they fan. Just ant- the cheer yeah,
1: maybe so. Yeah. Oh, boy. TJ, I'm going to tell you what the temperature is going to be today, and you tell me the one word that comes to mind. Okay, sunny today, high of 69.
4: Beautiful, mm. nice. Well, I'm supposed to say Boy, nice. Blown yeah. opportunity. See, there. no,
1: you yeah, know, Saturday and just Sunday can't go even Teddy better. There. Even better, Saturday and Sunday. Gorgeous weekend for Sooner fans to roll out and support their teams. Or to be selfish and go to the lake and think only about yourself. Either way, however, you're going to play it this weekend, gorgeous weekend. Mm. You got sunscreen, Siege? I'm worried about you a little bit. We've got a whole
4: bag of Lululemon sunscreen. Don't worry about me. Mm. How about Monday's forecast? <laughs> Is Monday still forecasted for like 88? Heat wave. I haven't seen Monday. I'm
1: focused wave. on this Baylor series. 88, jeez, Going to have to dust off the air conditioner at the house. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, by the way, I guess Russ Ortiz has uh, has bought pizza for everybody Saturday out on the berm again. I did Remember see he, did he that said, last uh, year? said he was bringing Pizza Hut out for everybody, yeah. The Doc B Pizza Party in full effect on Saturday. Russ Ortiz buying tons of Pizza Hut for everybody out there. So if you, uh, if you can get into the stadium, great. If you are going to watch from the berm, uh, there's going to be a big party out there on Saturday. Hopefully we'll get Doc a piece this week. It's his pizza party. It's his people. pizza party. Come on. Um, Here's the other series this weekend. OSU hosting Kansas. Cowboys are hot. They've won like eight in a row, something like that. Kansas shouldn't get in the way of that. TCU hosting Kansas State in a battle of the purples, and the series. All eyes are on around the nation this weekend in the Big Twelve. Texas at Texas Tech. Woo! How about that one, Teach? Texas at Texas Tech. Hey, next weekend we're down at Arlington. We are one week away. How crazy as that? It's a big April. showdown down at the uh, Globe Life Field. Have you made up your mind if you're going down
4: or not? Um, I don't believe I'm going down.
1: Of course not. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's the problem. I mean, this is the problem. This, this, this is the problem right here. But anyway, well, I've got some things only going so on
4: next weekend and just can't. Yeah. don't, don't. They
1: don't take have- precedent, don't they? Um, they yes, take priority life in their Yes, does sometimes. Yeah,
4: do that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: interesting. Okay. Thankfully, all the OU softball fans aren't saying that. The house will be packed this weekend again. Every seat sold out as the Sooners take on Baylor at home over at Marita Hines Field. Not a, well, a lot. Of, they don't have a lot of home games this year over there. So these are are uh, special. We're almost
4: to April. It's only their second home game today. I mean, come on. (laughs) They played a full season just about.
1: Yeah, they're playing at 1 o'clock on uh, the day of the spring game, and the spring game's at 3. I feel like they should separate that a little bit. Like, we're trying to pack the palace, you know? Like, either they need to move the football game back an hour or move the softball game up an hour so that people can go to both. Maybe they will. I mean, we're still a ways away from that, but... I feel like those uh, that's gonna put some people in a bind. Most, most, what I'm most worried about is Chris Plank. Like Plank's not peeling away from a softball game. Okay, that's well established. I I will fly from Austin back for the spring game or whatever we've done through the years. Plank is calling a softball game, no matter where it is. That that is happening. I would I would He's love like. It I'm not giving anyone else could, this opportunity. Yeah football no uh, um i would love it if we could use him on the football broadcast you know there's a lot of sideline the sidelines are the main attraction for a spring game the opportunity to talk to coaches and players and all that kind of stuff in the middle and we got gabe down there but planks the man so hopefully we'll separate those games a bit so the people that go to softball can also get over to uh, football and vice versa. Of course, you got the big statue it, unveiled that day. It's too. a 1
4: o'clock game. It will be done by one it It's got plenty of time.
1: Who are they playing?
4: Uh, let's see who they're playing that weekend here. I can show, look that up real quick. I mean, they'll run rule them. It doesn't matter who it is. It'll be done in 45, 50 minutes. Come on. Uh, let's see here. They have got the weekend of the 1st. Uh, yeah, UAB, Friday and Saturday. Oh, uh, <laughs> what are we worried <laughs> about? Alabama, Birmingham. That thing will be done by 1.30. You're right. You You're right. About? My
1: bad. My bad. You're right. All right, break time. Reggie Willits live next. We'll be back.
0: The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510.
1: Sooners and the Baylor Bears coming up tonight, Big 12 opener, 6.30 at Eldale Mitchell Park. And it is our great pleasure to be joined now by Sooner Assistant Coach Reggie Willets. Good morning, Coach. How are you today?
3: I'm doing good. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you're not quite halfway through your uh, first season back here at OU. What do you think of the whole college coaching so far?
3: I've really enjoyed it. I mean, it's been a like I said, it's been a it's been a while since I've been at the collegiate level again, so it's been a good learning process for me, and it's been good to get back to um, working with younger players and being a part of their development, and and um, it's great great to be a part of this uh, historic program that I've got a lot of respect for that I played for, and and um, and I've had a great time doing it, so
1: when you see spring training fire up does uh does a
3: part of you uh miss it i was i mean a little bit um when we were watching after practice yesterday we were watching some uh major league games and i know a lot of the coaches that were on the on the tv and a lot of the players and so part of me yeah, misses it a little bit and competing at that level but um uh, i'm just super excited to be where we are and i mean it's a uh, it's an opportunity to um, to be a part of something that's going to be special here, not just this year, but moving forward. And uh, the extra family time that I have um, yeah. and get to spend time with my kids and wife that I haven't had the last few years. So it's been great for us as a family.
1: If you had to kind of compare and contrast like your duties with the Yankees with what you're doing now, like what's the biggest difference in your mind?
3: Um, I mean, they're pretty similar. I mean, right now I'm kind of in a i'm I'm in a role where I'm trying to learn as much as I possibly can. Um, we got a great coaching staff, great assistants and and obviously skip and so it's a it's an opportunity for me to continue to learn. Um, if you quit learning in this game you're not going to be around it very long so to uh, to have to have that opportunity to do that is has been special at the major league level it's it's uh, it's kind of like now it's it's all about winning you know so at the collegiate level it's the same thing you got to win right now and, and, um, and how you go into those different phases of the, of the season. You know, like at the major league level, players are getting ready to play and perform, and, but there's still a player development standpoint, even at the major league level, that most people think that those players are just finished and there's no more development to, to be done. That's just not true. They're constantly trying to uh, perfect their craft and what they do, and, and that's, what, that's what our players at Oklahoma are doing right now. We, we've got a player development system that's in place, that they're trying to perfect their craft as, as uh, individual players, but uh, also our team concepts that we're trying to put in that may be a little bit different than they've done in the past, and we're trying to perfect those. And so, it's been uh, it's been great as far as the development side of it, and then um, and then trying to teach some of the new stuff that we're trying to add in there. And and uh, the players have been really receptive to it. The coaches have been great. And so I, I, I'm excited about it. Not just like I said, not just this year, but the future for the years to come.
1: I would imagine you approach a college kid and say, "Let's listen, listen. Here's something I was working with Judge on." Or you know, <laughs> <laughs> I would assume that yeah. you get their attention right away.
3: Well, I mean, it's the same thing I told our players. Um, there's, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I expect to come in and have to earn their trust and their respect. Uh, that's not something that life is given, and so um, to me, when I walk into a player, whether it's a it's a college player, or a high school player, or a major league player, um, you have to go in as a coach, and you're trying to earn their trust and their respect. And if you can if you can do that by the way you go about your business, and know that you're they know that you're prepared when you walk on that field to work with them, then um, then usually they'll listen to what you have to say and they'll give it a shot. And so. My number one thing is to create a relationship with all players. I want players to to trust me and know that my, my uh, number one interest is to help them individually uh, to reach their goals because we have individual goals and we have team goals, and so we can't reach our team goals if if our individuals aren't maximizing who they are as individual players. So that's what we're trying to do is help those players reach their goals individually but to uh, put them in a team concept that's going to ultimately get Oklahoma where we where we want us to be.
1: Talking to Reggie Willits, OU Baylor, coming up game one, 630 tonight at Eldale Mitchell Park. Uh, it is apparent that uh, running is something you wanted to do more this year, already more stolen bases this season than all of last year, 48 bags already this season. How do you feel like the running game is, has progressed um, you know, based on where you where you would like to see it,
3: uh, I think the players have done really well with it. Um, I don't think that we're where we need to be yet. Um, I think every coach will pretty much say that at every every aspect of the year. But I mean, in fairness to the players, um, me coming on kind of uh, right in the middle of the fall season and choosing to uh, come to the University of Oklahoma, it's it's kind of it's we've kind of got a late start with it, if, if you know what I mean. And so it's uh, it's one of those things where, um, for for where we are, I think we have done a the players have done a phenomenal job. It's not anything really I've done. All I've tried to do is introduce um, different concepts, different things, uh, try to put them in a good position. But the, the credit goes to every, to uh, to the players. I mean, the players have done all the work. The players have done all the prep work behind the scenes all the advanced work that we're doing um, of the other teams, and we're putting that into the players' hands, and we're trying to free them up to go out there and do what they do, which is play play the game. And so, you know, they're, they've done a great job with that up to this point. Are we satisfied, and are we where we want to be long-term? Probably not, but <clears throat> we're definitely heading in the right direction. I'm proud of the players and the time and the effort that they're putting in right now has been awesome.
1: Offensively, the numbers took a giant step forward, on this homestand uh did you feel like that was because you guys have gotten a lot better in some area offensively or was that just a product of the opponents or what was your takeaway from how you've swung the bats the last week and a half or so
3: i think it's a combination of a lot of things um you know it's kind of like if you put it into an individual player standpoint every year that i ever played i had a you know, if I played 162 games when I went back when I was a player, I always had a month where I hit 180 as a player. And if you saw that month in August, it what really didn't jump out at you. And Most people really never realized it happened. If it if it happened in April, everybody noticed it. And so, mm-hmm. the the one thing that that I, I'll say is the players and the coaching staff has been working diligently. Um, uh, Clay Van Hook has put a lot of time in as a hitting coach in the cages. He's really um, got those players working their tails off, and and so a part of it is a product of their work and the um, and the time that they're putting in. But but the the other part of it is is you just see that it was early, and it's a it's a small window, small sample size, and so I think that as we continue to progress forward, you'll see the players continue to be who they are. Um, the the most important thing for us as coaches, in my opinion, is just. Just stay even keel, you know, not too high on the good days and not too low on the bad days. Try to stay in the middle and put these players in a good position to uh, to go out there and perform because the one thing that I always tell the players is, is, one thing I've never forgot is how hard the game of baseball is. It's not uh, it's not an easy game. One of the hardest things to do in all sports is to hit. So our job is to try to put them in good positions, to help them any way we can. So when they walk between those lines, they're in a good position to go out there and compete and compete. I feel like our players have done a great job. They've they've uh, they've bounced back from tough games where we haven't swung the bats well, and and the, and the truth is is it's a baseball team. It's not just an offense, and it's not just a pitching staff. It's just not it's not like that. It's a team, and so there's going to be days where our pitching staff doesn't do it, <clears throat> doesn't get the job done, and the offense has got to got to pick pick it up and pick them up, and and vice versa. There's going to be days where the the offense and the pitching staff do a great job, and our defense doesn't do well. So. I mean, it's one of those things where obviously you're hoped to be clicking on all cylinders, and uh, if we're clicking on all cylinders, we're going to be a really tough team to beat. Um, and and that's our job as coaches is try to put those players in position and keep trying to um, to get it before the season's up where we're peaked and we're and we're performing in all all areas because if we can get it, we got a lot of talent on this roster, and um, and it'll be fun to watch them.
1: You're facing an ace tonight. This uh, Tyler Thomas for Baylor's been really good this year. What well, has to be your approach when runs could be at a premium tonight?
3: Well, I mean it's just it's it's just like any other pitcher you go in there. I'm not I'm every time you go against a Big 12 opponent on a Friday night, you're going to face a really good arm. And so um we the the thing that we're we're lucky to uh to have been through, we've played some really good teams up to this point and uh, we beat some of those teams and some of those teams have beat us but the one thing that i'll tell you is is uh you hear skip say it all the time you know there's there's not winning and losing there's winning and learning and and i think that that's what we have we've had the opportunity to see some really good arms up to this point uh i think it's going to be um it's going to help us it's going to help our players to be in that to have been in that environment to go out there tonight and and have to compete and do the same thing but you know how we go out there and our game plan against against him. We're going to have to. Uh, I won't go into that specifically, but we're going to have to just stick with our plan and uh, and go out there and do what we do. and And that's what we tell the players all the time: is don't run from who we are and our identity as an offense. Just just embrace it and go out there and, and let's try to perfect it. And there'll be days where we do it good, and there'll be days when we do it bad, but. Um, we're going to go out and we're going to make mistakes. But our goals are when we make mistakes, it's going to be aggressive mistakes. We don't – I don't want passiveness. I don't want to be playing out of fear. The bigger the game, the more aggressive I want to be. So that's what – our players hear that every day. And so um, hopefully we'll get out there and get, get the bats going and get people on bases and do what we do, and it'll be fun to watch.
1: Maybe this won't really kick in until you're across from Baylor or Texas next week. Or the Cowboys on down the line, but does that uh, put that put that OU back on your chest again? Does that get the blood pumping a little bit?
3: Absolutely. I mean, uh, where I've been, it's um, you know, playing for the or coaching for the Yankees has been an opportunity of a lifetime. I've been I'm <clears throat> thankful to uh, Cash and and Booney and and uh, that entire organization for letting me have an opportunity to be there. But I'm where I'm at because I chose to be here. It's not something that I was forced to come here. This was something that I chose, and um, I, I, I think to be at the University of Oklahoma is a blessing, not just for me but for my family. And and um, and when you put university when you represent the University of Oklahoma, um, to me it's a it's a big deal. And so for for us, for my family, for my kids, when you when you walk on that field, um, it's with uh, with with OU on, it's uh it's it means something to us. Just like if you know if you're if you've been a Yankee fan your whole life and you walk out there with a Yankee jersey on, it's a big deal when you put them pinstripes on. Well, when you when you put that Sooners across your chest, it means something. I mean, there's only one Oklahoma, and the truth is is we're we're excited to be here. We're excited to be a part of this and um, and the future that's going to happen here at Oklahoma.
1: Awesome stuff. Reggie, thanks so much for a few minutes of your time. We're thrilled that you're back at OU, and good luck against Baylor this weekend.
3: Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me. All
1: right, there you go. Reggie Willis, Sooners and Bears tonight, 630, Eldale, Mitchell Park. We'll hear from Derek Smith, Baylor, play-by-play voice in the next hour. Get their side of of, uh, the weekend. We'll be back. Wake Up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the Morning Show,
0: weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun.
1: Oh, my God! Toby, Toby's getting held back by security!
0: T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. Saxon Realty Group
4: brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, $8.99 listing fee, saving you thousands of dollars. 405 361 Realty Group.com. Call Terry. Say, what's your special for March? He'll tell you what's special about him. Air comforts. My apologies, too, to Reggie Willits. I'm not sure if he's a morning person or not. Did you wake him up? Ah, I think I might have. I think, I'm, I, think I might have. <laughs> so, my apologies if <laughs> I okay. did, Reggie. He, he agreed to the interview. I know, I bad. know, but I always feel bad when I wake a
1: coach up. They work hard. Uh, air comfort solutions. Text I don't line. think you woke him up. He works a farm. I mean, I think he's like a crack of dawn guy. That's the, that's well, I hope the, that's the uh, case. That's the indication. Maybe just, I maybe it was just, uh, he's out throwing hay and, and milking cows early in the morning or something. I don't know. Riding, riding the ranch. Is that true? I don't know what he does exactly, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think he's a little bit like, uh, you know, Yellowstone. That's the impression I get. Uh, this texter says, "Scale
4: of one to ten. Last year's O line, next year's O line. That's the QB answer.
1: Scale of one to ten. Last year's O line. I mean, I think O-line. they're
4: they're saying you know, that's the key. Like if the O line's better, Dylan Gabriel's better.
1: I gotcha. So I'm told, no shot. You woke up, Reggie Willis. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like it." It just sounded like it. Uh,
4: softball pl- uh, team plays Iowa State at one on April 23rd. Oh, did I? I looked at the – now that that person says that, I did look at the first weekend in April. I was thinking OU Texas uh, baseball. Yeah, they're right. Yeah,
1: it, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Iowa State, they're run rolling it's on it's as well, yeah. <laughs> silly on me. I was thinking a softball game takes two hours to play. I forgot who we're talking about here. So <laughs> Thank you. They'll be done in plenty of time for everybody to get to the spring game. Uh, can you guys
4: please fill us new listeners in on the eight o'clock intro music? Who is that? What's the story behind it? What is Toby's True Forty Time? All have been answered
1: on this station before. Um, back in the day, we had a band write some intro songs for us. Yes, called the uh, Dust Bowl Boys. That's not their original name, but that's what they're known as now. Right, Champ Devere is what they Champ used Devere to be back yes. in the day. And they wrote a whole bunch of, or they three or four intro songs for us. That ended up being the one that was the favorite of everyone. Um, and my true forty, we actually ran a 40 one time back in the day. Me and Kerry Murdoch raced each other, and I was a six something. I won that race, by the way. But you did. That was many years and pounds ago. So I don't think I could. I don't think I could approach what I ran then. Not, I'm not bragging about a six something. That's terrible, but. I'm not fast. Quick first step, though, right, TJ? Very quick quick first first step. step. Top of the hour. We'll be back.